Welcome to the Lemper Report Live. Today, we're going to take a look at how supermarkets just might be the key that unlocks the child obesity epidemic. We explain the dirty soda phenomenon, a new waste reduction plan, why the great resignation isn't as simple as it appears, how the rise of veganism is correlating to the rise of food allergies, and in our Metaverse review, we'll take a look at DoorDash's new concept. On our Lemper Report, we discuss the latest and probably lamest Procter & Gamble move and McDonald's biggest faux pas. Let's get started. Sally, what's the latest move to fight childhood obesity and how it's focused on the supermarket? Well, this is a really great study that's come out of the NYU Grossman School of Medicine. And what the researchers did was they picked eight stores that had recently been renovated. Um, there are city grants that are available to help these stores with these renovations. And so they picked pick these stores that were also within a half mile of a, of a school. And they um, looked at the difference over seven years of this new store being there or renovated store and how it affected uh, um, childhood obesity rates, and they found that the obesity rates dropped. Um, there was a decline by 1%, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you think of that in terms of applying that to the 14 million children in America that are ob obese, and you add other policy changes, it could make a huge difference. Absolutely. And even if you look at Jeff Brown um, and his ShopRite stores in Philadelphia, you know, same kind of situation where when they build these new stores, um, full size supermarkets, not little bodegas or dollar size stores, uh, but full service, full size supermarkets, the community gets healthier. They have more accessibility to fresh foods. They're not overpaying for them. Um, this is terrific. And also Jeff Brown and his wife um, actually help other supermarkets around the country get those grants um, as they did from, from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and the federal government to do this. So, you know, there's, there's no question that the combination of a supermarket, the retail dietitian, everything can really change child obesity a lot better than a lot of these other schemes that people keep on talking about. So, yeah, sorry. I just said I was agree, and I hope that they will find more funding for some of these stores to make these renovations. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, that's that's the key to it, not putting more dollar stores and more <laughs> overpriced stores in these markets. Um, so, you know, dirty soda is, has become this phenomenon um, that, frankly, um, I find really disgusting. You know, the, the idea that you take... You know, um, and, and they're describing this where, you know, you take uh, a Shirley Temple and an egg cream combination, a root beer float with melted ice cream. That wouldn't be too bad. A cream soda made with actual cream in it. Um, a, a drink made of Diet Coke, sugar-free coconut, fresh lime and coconut cream. You know, what what's going on here? You know, I mean, is this really a trend? I thought we we're moving away from soda because of all the sugar. What I'm hearing in in all these cases is we're adding more sugar to soda um, rather than less, you know, and, and the trend is soda sales are down. So is this something that the soda companies are really trying to push to reverse their sales decline? 
this may be one of those cases, Phil, where we're looking at um, the power of TikTok um, and especially celebrity culture, because um, I'm sure you know who Olivia Rodrigo is. She's a big pop yep. star. Uh, my daughter is a big fan of hers. Um, but apparently she took one of these dirty sodas. Now, that's what they're calling it or sodies and posted on TikTok and um over a million hashtags on, on dirty soda just from her. So so these kinds of trends we are seeing can become very, very popular if they take take off on TikTok. <laughs> you know, not not to um, kick any brand of soda, but here's another one. Mountain Dew fruit syrups with a shot of half and half. There's another one called <laughs> Sugar Daddy. Mountain Dew mixed with raspberry, mango, pineapple, vanilla, and half and half. I'll keep my bottled water. <laughs> so talking about bottled water, the other day, you know, we talked a lot about the waste um, of, of plastic that a lot of these water companies, you know, are saying that, you know, they're trying to reduce waste, but you know, a study came out that found that Triton, in particular, uh, that company that bought all the so all the waters from Nestle Waters, um, you know, are not living up to their commitments. That they're not doing what they're doing. But now there's some engineers that have come up with a new way that hopefully could make plastic recycling a lot better. What's that about? Um, so it's called fast petes, and it's like a um, it, it's an enzyme that they have found that can break down plastic a lot faster. So when we're looking at plastic that um, is filling up our landfills right now, which is what's happening, that plastic is responsible for 12%, I think, of of the world's waste, and um, it can take centuries to break down if it's just thrown into a landfill. Well, this new um, enzyme will break down the plastic within 24 hours and then they can take that and use it to um, make new plastic and and the interesting thing also is that globally less than 10 percent less than 10 percent of plastics have been recycled so we have this huge plastic problem that we keep on ignoring um, yes it's great that you know, so many supermarkets around the country, you know, have eliminated plastic bags. So many communities, you know, make you pay for paper or plastic bags versus just using, you know, reusing a plastic bag. But the reality is, you know, uh, we, we really have to, you know, stop using as much plastic as we are. Otherwise, we have a, a huge problem. You know, we've got a climate problem, we've got a plastic problem, we have a lot of problems out there. And until we really focus and, and give some real meat to sustainability um, and, and these issues, we're not gonna solve this, this issue. Uh, the Great Resignation is talked about a lot. Um, we, we also see some of the highest rates of uh, of joblessness being in the food service arena. And what we're seeing is that, you know, it's not just about throwing up your hands, but a lot of these lower paying jobs, the people who take them are taking them because the flexible work schedules, uh, but they go to another company, they go to another company. And what, what we're finding is if in fact, 
you want to keep these lower paid positions, you as an employer, you as a supermarket, you as a, uh, you know, restaurant, you know, have to do more than just pay them a dollar or two dollars more per hour. Um, what do they have to do, Sally? Um, well, Phil, we're looking at, you know, a lot of, um, you know, let's take, for example, single women, um, single moms that are out there. Um, they they don't want to co- go back to these low paying jobs that don't have benefits, that don't have um, where they feel like they're not getting the respect that they deserve. And, um, you know, if they've got children, they've got child care problems. Um, they've got they've got a hard time, you know, living off of a minimum wage job. And so what we're seeing is some of these programs that are helping people um, get higher quality jobs. Um, so, you know, the the young people that want to pay for the flexible weekend money and the, and the college money and the gas money and all of that, you know, um, yes, we want to try and keep them in those in, in that certain type of job. But there are some people that want that higher quality job so that they can support their family. Yeah. And, and also what the study points out is the training is one of the most important aspects to really keeping people in jobs. And you look at certain retailers like Wegmans, um, which has always um, had one of the lowest turnovers and always focused on training and, and so on. And frankly, you know, you have a lot of people working at Wegmans who love to be there. And it's because there's that mutual respect that's that's back and forth. Um, becoming a vegan Um, As we're hearing from just so many people um, and so many food companies that are coming out with plant-based everything might have a downside. What's that about? Phil, I find this story so interesting. We have, I have such a pollen allergy and in Nashville, Tennessee, we have one of the worst, highest pollen counts in in the world because we live in a valley where it all just lays there. Um, But, um, but what, what they're seeing in this, what, what they're seeing happening is that these cases of what's called pollen food syndrome has risen a lot in the last recent years. And this is because of uh, global warming, worsening pollution, um, and changes in these pollen patterns because of it. And so if you are eating a lot of fruits and vegetables, if you're eating uh, raw nuts, um, foods like that, they're finding that, um, that these people are suffering from pollen food syndrome more than ever. And, you know, is there a test now for pollen syndrome or, you know, you just go to the doctor and the doctor, you know, tries to figure it out? Well, I'm not exactly sure how they come to that diagnosis, but I know at the clinic in Royal Brompton Hospital in London, they are seeing now five out of every 10 people have PFS, whereas 10 years ago, it may have been two out of 10. Wow. So huge, huge problem. Uh, Food allergies have always been a problem. And again, that's why as retailers get more involved um, with e-commerce, it's critical for them to to be able to filter by somebody's food allergy so that, you know, we can hopefully eliminate, you know, this whole situation. And also uh, with with everything, moderation is the key. So it's not eating all meat, not eating all plants, but having a balanced diet and not living in Nashville. That's what I'm hearing (laughs) from you. Uh, DoorDash 
um, has come uh, full circle. You know, so the company that, that's really probably the leader in food service delivery has decided in Brooklyn that they're opening up a facility or they have opened up a facility um, where you can go in and you can eat there. So, you know, the, the place also delivers, but they've got a 20 seat restaurant where you could go in there. It's pretty sparse and pretty ugly looking, uh, but you could eat at DoorDash if, if you want. <laughs> yes, and it's, it, it, you know, it's more, it was, it was built more to be a, a virtual food hall. So it's, it's set up more for uh, people ordering online and uh, food being delivered out. Um, it sounds really smart because a lot of people are not ready to go back and get into crowded spaces um, and, you know, eat together. Uh, people have gotten, you know, more into ordering their food. But I think we all miss that that exciting part of going into a food hall and having all of these choices and, you know, each member of your family being able to, um, you know, or your group try something different. And what's really exciting to me is, is that this seems like we talk about the metaverse a lot. This seems like a really exciting opportunity for, for a virtual food hall to happen within the metaverse because people can actually socialize while they go in and try try different foods and order different things. Yeah, and what they have is, you know, sushi, um, southern-inspired pies and thighs, and I'm not familiar with that chain. I don't know if you are. Uh, dim sum and mm -hmm. moon bowls. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's, there's other Little Caesars pizza is actually going in there as well. So, so that should be interesting. I also, you know, you mentioned TikTok earlier. And I wanted to bring this up. Um, the, the most popular TikTok food trend um, is actually not dirty soda, because uh, I think you said that that was 1.3 million um, followers or views on that. Uh, the number one, can you guess what the number one is, Sally? I don't think I can. I haven't uh, been reading those trends lately. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's 3.2 billion with a B views. 3.2 billion views and it's cloud bread cloud bread. Yes. That's the number one. And, and to me, you know, the whole idea, this whole cloud bread thing, you know, and, and again, you've got to make it yourself. It's made with um, egg whites, cream of tartar, sometimes cream cheese, sometimes cottage cheese. There's a whole bunch of, of recipes on the internet for cloud bread. If, if you want, it has half the calories of regular bread, no carbs, but it's high in saturated fat uh, because of what it is, and it's high in protein because of the fact that it's high in saturated fat. So for me, 3.2 billion views on cloud bread um, is just amazing to me. We tried it here at our house um, and? a year and a half ago, I think, and um, it was it was a disaster. <laughs> so now it's time for the leper report. Nancy Reagan relied on one, as did George W. Bush, Winston Churchill, and FDR. Different celebrities, including Mae West, George Clooney, Cameron Diaz, and Maria Shriver, all do as well. Albert Einstein, who's well-regarded as one of the most famous scientists of all time, loved the teaching of this ancient belief system. And now, 
so does Procter & Gamble. The team that leads Febreze, the air freshener, has teamed up with celebrity astrologer Eliza Kelly to develop and launch the Carstrology Collection, a collection that's designed to match your astrological sign to your car's air freshener. Seriously. So if it happens today that your birthday, you're a Taurus. Taurus is known for sophisticated palates and a deep reverence for the finer things in life. So your car astrology fragrance is called Lush, that P&G describes as having a sweet vanilla scent with perfectly paired notes of melon, apple, and musk. What's your sign? And would you buy a car freshener based on your astrological sign? And what happens if you and your partner are in the car together and you have different signs? And what about the kids? Are they different signs as well? Well, this strategy is certain, certainly a personalized one. I just have to wonder if anyone realized that all too often there are multiple people in the same car. Could this fragrance actually promote ill will or prompt arguments when a particular fragrance is just the opposite of another passenger's sign profile? On Fabrice's social media channels, they're promoting Carstrology with a sweepstakes to give away 480 Zodiac-specific keepsake boxes, along with a TV, streaming, YouTube, radio, and gaming app campaign that promotes the line. Now, 480 giveaways doesn't seem like the PNG success model, where for generations, their key to owning market share was to send a sample of their products, which at most times actually outperformed the competition to every household in the US almost overnight. This strategy propelled them to be number one in their categories. Hey, I'm an Aries. Yes, a fire sign. And my car astrology scent is called Car Ember. Seriously? They say it's an invigorating blend of mandarin and amber melds with the surprising scent of lava. The scent of lava? I'll take a pass. Earlier, we spoke about the nuances of the great resignation. As we look at food service jobs in particular, there are benefits, especially for Generation Z. But with a generation that's known for job hopping, what can we do? Sally? Tim Weiderhoff, the CEO of Wow Wow Hawaiian Lemonade, is suggesting that maybe we think about today as not the great resignation, but the great migration. While hospitality and restaurant jobs were among the first layoffs when the pandemic shutdown began in March of 2020, these are also employees that we found out society leaned on and we needed them a lot more than we realized. But they aren't feeling respected. They're working in toxic environments. They have low pay and no benefits. And those are just a few of the reasons why after time off and reflection that many of them do not want to return to these positions. Weiderhoff talks about Gen Z employees specifically and suggests that they aren't looking to climb the corporate ladder. They're looking for weekend money, gas money, and a job to help them support them while they attend colleges. So. The job needs to offer up the values that are important to this generation in order to retain these employees. 
So what are those values? Well, here's some of Wow Wow's values that are on their website that I really enjoyed reading. We want to inspire others to pursue their passions and make a positive impact on the next generation. We believe life is an adventure and we should live it to the fullest every day. We value our local community and being a positive force with our teams and customers is of great importance to us. We value sustainability and leaving the things better for the next generation. So if you want your workers to stick around, make coming to work more meaningful than a paycheck. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Um, I'm glad that we're starting to see CEOs publish these things and, and really have um, a, a keen interest in their workforce rather than just, you know, signing paychecks all the time. On today's Bullseye, I'm going to talk a bit more about astrology, but with a shift to what's going on in the retail space. This is not about your sign. It's about Mercury retrograde. Mercury retrograde is an optical illusion, which means that it looks as if the planet is moving backwards from our view here on Earth. Astrologers believe that during this perceived backwards motion, technology and communication can get disrupted, putting a damper on everyone's mood. Well, what does this have to do with retail? Well, McDonald's and Del Taco are two of the brands that seem to think that marketing for or against Mercury retrograde can be big business. To celebrate, McDonald's offered a McChicken or a McDouble with the purchase of a medium fries exclusively in the McDonald's app on May 10th and 11th, the second retrograde in 2022. And it takes place May 10th through June 3rd. So first, I have to wonder why they're not doing it for all of retrograde. McDonald's is also partnering with TikTok tarot reader Madam Adam for a McDonald's-inspired tarot reading. Madam Adam, by the way, who is a guy, um, has 1.5 million followers on TikTok and calls himself TikTok's tough love tarot reader and self-care enthusiast. On his website, you can book a reading for 50 bucks. If you're a company, it's gonna cost you $350. Now, what's very odd about this partnership to me with McDonald's is that his TikTok readings are not family friendly at all. In fact, just about every other sentence is an F-bomb in the few episodes that I watched. Hardly, in my opinion, the image that McDonald's has tried so hard to nurture and build since it started in 1955. What were they thinking? Or is it their new strategy to attract a new audience? I'm not sure that's going to work, but I am sure that it's going to turn off a lot of parents who buy those one billion Happy Meals every year. Back to Mercury Retrograde. Del Taco has been running a Mercury Retrograde special since January, the first 2022 retrograde, by the way, there's four a year, that ran from January 14th through February 3rd and we'll be running a different and new one for each cycle. For this one, mid-May to early June, the special is a free chicken cheddar roller, whatever that is, with any $3 purchase on its app. Perhaps both chains need to refocus their marketing and their dollars towards the quality, taste, and healthfulness of their foods, and sort of like forget about Mercury retrograde. 
So don't forget, visit us on supermarketguru.com. Sign up for our newsletters. Please add your comments um, right in the comment box below these videos. And we will see you here same time, same place next week for more of the Lemper Report Live.